0: Hey, welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute. And this is the podcast that helps you build confidence when you present your ideas and become a more polished and professional speaker. This is episode number 128. And on this episode, we're going to talk about how to deliver impromptu speeches and, and perform effectively when you're kind of put on the spot. So the podcast is brought to you by Fearless Presentations. And just so you know, when during the COVID-19 shutdown, pretty much out of necessity, we began experimenting with different ways to help people communicate more effectively through technology. And in some cases, in, in some of those situations, those gems of wisdom that we learn throughout the experience have been the subjects of, you know, some past podcast episodes, especially the ones over the last couple of months. And But we've really discovered some things that have, I feel like they've revolutionized the way that training takes place. For instance, we've always known that training is much more effective if we're working in person with a, with a good coach. We always knew that, though we also knew that training works best, and retention and application is highest when people develop a skill over an extended period of time. You know, so think about a skill like math or or drawing or or driving. You know, those the you can get great value out of spending a couple of days with an expert in any of those platforms or any of those those topics. Uh, for instance, if if I spend a couple of days with a great artist. I'd probably learn more in that couple of days than I could learn in months or even years working on my own. So it still has great value. However, If you're able to spend just a few hours with that artist and then get a chance to practice the skill on your own, so basically take what he or she has taught you and then practice that in the real world for a short period of time, and then come back and spend a little bit more time with the artist, the skill develops much faster and has a greater longevity in your mind. It Basically, it's training the muscle memory. And that's the kind of experience that we're seeing in our virtual presentation classes. Um, so basically what we did was we broke our two-day in-person class into modules, and right now what's happening is the participants get a chance to interact with a live coach for just a few hours a week virtually, digitally. And in these sessions, you know, as they take place, the confidence of the participants are, are just growing at an exponential rate. It's, it's, it's really awesome. I mean, we've seen some really fantastic results. In fact, we're starting to see that the results of the virtual training is starting to surpass the results of our in-person classes, which we never thought would happen, but we're seeing that happen more and more often now. For those of you who are regular podcast listeners, I'd like to invite you to sit through a session of this virtual class free of charge. Please don't um, share this with folks outside of the podcast, but it's something that I, I, you know, especially, you know, we're getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that, um, that are listening to the podcast every week. And we want to kind of reward you for being such, so loyal to us. And um, we really think that this is something that, that can help. If you're listening to the podcast, then interacting with a live coach can be really, really helpful. Um, the next session, every session, by the way, is on the first Tuesday of the month. Uh, and the first session starts the first Tuesday of every month. So the next one is in July. Now, seating is limited. Um, even though we're open this, uh, opening this up to our listeners on the, on the podcast, we still have a limited number of seats. So if, you, if you'd like to take advantage of the offer, make sure and go to fearlesspresentations.com. Just fill out the form that's on our homepage. So if you want to take advantage of that offer, make sure and fill out the web form fairly quickly uh, before space runs out. All right, great. So let's get on with today's podcast. The the topic today is about impromptu speaking and uh, basically some tips that will help you speak confidently when you're put on the spot or when you're speaking off the cuff. Uh, One of the most terrifying moments as a speaker is when you're sitting in a meeting you're minding your own business, and then someone asks you to stand up and give an impromptu speech. In fact, surveys show that public speaking, just in general, causes a lot of fear and nervousness. The nervousness can increase dramatically, though, when the speaker has to create and deliver the speech off the cuff. So in this session, we're going to cover a few impromptu speaking tips that you can use when you're in one of these pressure situations. And in addition, we're going to give you a few ways to improve your impromptu speaking skills over time. And hopefully that will be very helpful to you as well. So let's start with a few impromptu speaking tips. Um, one of the first things you want to do is realize that most impromptu situations aren't really impromptu at all. Um, for instance, it, it, most situations when someone is asked to speak off the cuff, they, they rarely come without some type of warning. For instance, I can remember going to when I was first starting out in business, I remember going to these business card exchanges and um, I would see that at a business card exchange, you know, one of the things is you, you're you supposed to go and network and meet people. And sometimes the folks at the beginning of some of these sessions would have everybody stand up one at a time and just introduce them, themselves to the to the group. It always floored me that folks would walk into that room without doing some type of preparation, without thinking about what they wanted to say. It's a business card exchange. There's a good chance that somewhere along the way, you're going to be introducing yourself to somebody so, you know, since you know it's coming, you should be prepared for that and you should practice it. Uh, and I I've, I give you a good example of this, by the way, I was covering this session, the impromptu speaking session in one of my classes years ago, and one of the participants said, oh, thank God, that's what I have a lot of trouble with. And, you know, I, since it was such a dramatic utterance, you know, <laughs> that we were, I was, I, I asked him to elaborate on it. And he said, oh, Doug, he said, you wouldn't believe this. Every Tuesday, we have a staff meeting. And every Tuesday, my boss goes around the table asking us to give a report on our project. It terrifies me. And of course, after he said that, there was an awkward silence in the room. And the woman said, I didn't have to say anything, thank God, because the woman sitting next to him, you know, raised her eyebrows. And she said, um... If it happened last Tuesday and the Tuesday before and the Tuesday before that, doesn't it stand a reason that it's going to happen this Tuesday as well? And so what we're saying is that situations like this, they, those are not impromptu speeches. Those, in those situations, you've got an opportunity to prepare for those types of situations and practice your delivery. So uh, just kind of keep that in mind. A lot of times when we're put on 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 the what appears to be something where we're put on the spot, it usually means, in some cases anyway, that we just didn't prepare for that that um, that thing happening. If you prepare for it, you'll typically do a little bit better. The second thing that you want to realize is that you want to you want to kind of understand that you are already an expert at speaking off the cuff. You're already an expert at impromptu speaking. A lot of the fear that we have about impromptu speaking is unjustified because we do this all the time. For instance, if you've ever answered the phone, you have voluntarily entered into an impromptu speech. If you've ever chatted with a coworker in the break room, that was an impromptu speech. You you weren't sure exactly where you were going, you know what what, what you were going to say during that conversation, and most likely you didn't plan the the conversation out or write out anything. You just did it, right? The point is, is that we've been creating impromptu speeches our entire lives. Uh, you, a lot of times we just don't realize it. If if you get nervous when you're put on the spot, just think to yourself, okay, if, if Bob in accounting asked me this particular thing at the water cooler, what would I say? How would I respond? And a lot of times that will help you kind of think more clearly and rationally in in when you're put on the spot anyway the third thing that's important is you want to take a deep breath and then take your time responding a lot of times when we panic when we're put on the spot like that we panic and when we do that we tend to ramble so basically what happens is that we feel like we have to reply immediately to the request we don't really take the time to think about our response before we start to speak then half a sentence into the response. We feel like we're sounding foolish, whether we do or not, and then we scramble to try to recover. All of those things make this type of speech a little bit more challenging. And, and by the way, this is normal, and this is very common. A lot of people go through this. It just doesn't have to happen. When, when someone puts you on the spot, you don't have to respond immediately. Instead, just kind of pause, take a deep breath, And then think about your response Um, and an old uh, uh, quote from Stephen Covey, he said that you want to begin with the end in mind. This is especially true in an impromptu speech. So if if you just start talking without knowing where you're going, it's kind of like jumping into the car and just driving off in a random direction. You're only going to get to the destination if you know where you're going before you start. So just kind of keep that in mind. You don't have to jump into a response right away. Pause, think about where you want to go with this, and then start speaking. You'll typically do a little bit better in these impromptu situations. The last thing, and this is really one of the more important things, is that you want to determine the purpose of the impromptu speech. Uh, For instance, the um, uh, one one thing to, to consider about the impromptu speech is, is what, what do you want your audience to do or what, it, what is the purpose of this, this, um, the, the words that you're, you're giving them? In most cases, it's going to be one of two things. Either you're trying to inform the audience or trying to tell them something that they don't already know or clarify something that they, that they may know a little bit about, Or the second thing is that you're trying to persuade the audience. If your purpose is just to inform the audience, the big thing you want to keep in mind in, especially in any speech, but especially in an impromptu speech is that less is more. The old cliche is, you know, I didn't really want to know how the watch was made. I just wanted to know what time it was. So the fewer points that you cover, the fewer concepts that you cover, especially when you're speaking off the cuff, the better your audience will understand you. So keep it simple. You know, for instance, If your boss comes to you and says, um, hey, give us an update on the project. Your boss isn't asking you to tell her everything that has happened on that project. So before you respond, take a breath and then think to yourself, okay, what are the two most important things that have happened on this project since my last report? And and if she wants more details, then she'll typically kind of ask. If your purpose is to persuade though, you want to use a little bit different strategy. Yes, you still want less is still more, but you want to use a little different tact. For instance, if your boss says, so why should we invest company resources into this project? Now all of a sudden, that means I'm going to have to persuade her to, to think differently. Then what you want to do is respond with some type of concise evidence. So if your purpose is to persuade, these are a few strategies that you can use. The most important thing that you need to understand about persuasive speeches is that just what I was mentioning before, facts in and of themselves do not persuade. They just don't. Uh, I know that goes against conventional wisdom. A lot of times people think the opposite is true, but human nature is pretty interesting. And if you understand how human beings think, it makes it a little bit easier to be persuasive. For instance, if I just tell you that I have a fact that is absolutely true, 100% of the time. Basically, what happens is human nature makes us want to test that statement. <laughs> when they, a lot of times, you know, we're by nature we're contrarians. A lot of times, what people will do is they'll say, "Well, I can think of one situation, Doug, where that is absolutely not true," and that's typically what happens. So, um, in 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 fact, when when the the guy who explained this to me, I was. I kind of fought him a little bit, and in fact, you may be thinking the kind of the same thing um you if you're thinking right now, Doug, I am not sure that that statement that you just made is actually true. <laughs> then you just prove my point. You know, basically, when, when a lot of times when somebody tells you, hey, this is an absolute truth. This is, you know, so like, for instance, when I said, uh, facts do not persuade people, you were probably going, oh, yeah, I can think of some situations where facts actually do, right? It's because we're contrarian. It's the way that human beings work. Um, and, and so in, if you understand that, it's a lot better to start a persuasive speech with an example or a story related to the the advice that you're going to be giving people so and then after you give them an example then tell them what you want them to do or then give them that advice and a lot of times they'll be it'll persuade them a whole lot more effectively uh, so example stories are way 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 more persuasive than a list of facts for instance if you start your persuasive speech with an example from your own personal experience, there's really no way that your audience can argue with you. If you start with a fact that human nature is that they want to argue with you. But if you tell them a story about something that happened to you, you were an eyewitness to it. They can't very well just say, Oh, that's not true. That never happened. They can't because you were the witness they weren't right. So like for instance, if the, going back to the, so why exactly should we invest in this new software? or Why should we exist in, in, invest in this project? You know, a good response might be something like, you know, well, boss, you know, a couple of days ago, I got a, I got a call from an angry customer upset because we had overbilled this person. Instead of being able to help you know, to, to pull up his account in my terminal, I had to put him on hold. Then I had to reach out to accounts receivable. I didn't have all the information that they needed, so I had to put them on hold and go back and a couple more and ask a couple more questions of the customer, which added more to his frustration. It was, it was just a, a really difficult process. And the customer just got more and more irritated. So the new software can help me fix that problem. That example now paints the picture in the mind of the person. The solution that you're that you're trying to deliver. But if I if I respond with that, that quick little example or story, it's much easier for the listener to understand why my solution will work. The boss can't very well say, Oh, Doug, that didn't happen. No no upset customer called you right it 's because i 'm using my own experience as proof. the argumentative phase of the of the persuasive discussion is is removed entirely that 's why this process works really well so I, and by the way, the process this technique it doesn 't work every single time, but it does work more often than trying to list a series of facts or or just giving your opinion to the audience, which is a lot of, a lot of times what we do so um, i would I would encourage you to if you if you 're put on the spot and you have to um, persuade your audience, if you feel like that person is trying to test you, or maybe they're asking a difficult question in one of your formal speeches, and they're trying to kind of see if you really know your stuff, a good way to respond in that situation is to try to get into an example or story right away. So one of the things that folks will ask me about, especially when I'm when I'm teaching this in the classes, is that they'll say, Okay, well, how do you come up with a story if you're put on the spot though, Doug? Well, here's a little trick that that helps really effectively. The human brain is a fantastic hard drive. It stores every incident that you've ever experienced. However, the brain has a series of filters for retrieving this data. And if, if we didn't have the filters, by the way, every memory that we would have ever experienced would constantly be going on in our heads and we all be schizophrenic. So, um, so you really need those filters. It's an important part of sanity. Uh, but if you need to create a persuasive and to speech on the fly, you have to bypass these filters. And you know, a good way to do that is to try to get your, your brain to focus on a specific incident related to the fact or opinion that you, that you have. So in your head, you just ask yourself, all right, when was a time that I experienced this myself? And, and, and another effective phrase would be, hey, that reminds me of the time, or um, what's a story I can use here? Any of those things will kind of work. And in fact, um, just, I mean, just try it. It, it. It's actually, it works like, I call it, it's Google for the brain, you know, basically it helps you kind of sort through all your memories and find instances. So like, for instance, if I, if I say, um, persuade me to be on time for appointments, all you have to really do is just pause and ask yourself, okay, when was a time that I was late for an appointment and it cost me? Or you might try late for an appointment. Hmm, That reminds me of the time. In fact, if you just pause for a second to think that there's a good chance that in your brain, you're going to, to see a picture, an image will have popped into your head related to that topic. And that image is a memory of a time related to that specific topic. So once you have the example or story, the hard part's kind of over. You just end with um, with and you do, you end with a statement that um, where you're telling them about the moral of that story. In fact, that's typically the way a lot of people will will finish their examples like this. Is they'll tell that story about the the having the irate customer and say, you know, so boss, what I suggest we do is invest in this software. Well, if we do that you know, we'll, we'll have fewer upset customers, right? So, so basically what you're doing is you're reinforcing your point after you've gotten the audience to agree with your evidence. So uh, this example, by the way, gets the audience moving, the example, the story, it gets your audience moving in, into your, in your direction. And then the moral of the story gives your audience a call to action. The technique works so well. I mean, you can create an entire persuasive speech in seconds if you just kind of use this technique. I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the episode that toward the end, I was going to share with you a way that you can improve these impromptu speaking skills over time. Well, a good place to do that is, is um, inside other prepared speeches. You know, for example, if someone asks you a question in a formal speech, you can use the technique to answer the question. So um, let's say you're, you're giving a presentation, you're giving a speech, somebody interrupts you, and you can tell by the way that they ask the question that they're trying to test you or put you on the spot. You can, sometimes folks will just kind of do that. They, in, in our mind, by the way, they f- we feel like they're kind of attacking us. But in reality, a lot of times, they just want to make sure you know your stuff. They just want to make sure that, that you're not leading them down a, a road that's going to take them to the wrong direction. And so they're just kind of testing you. So if you re- respond with a factor, or a figure, basically what we do when we when we respond that way is it, it's almost human nature kind of kicks in, and that person says, was thinking, okay, well he's just telling me I'm wrong, right? It it, it can happen, and so you can get a follow up question that might be even tougher than the first question that you got. So a good process that you can use is anytime somebody interrupts you with one of these questions just kind of think of mm, okay what's an example i could use here give them a quick example then tell them your advice or your your expertise on that answer their question and then kind of move on and a lot of times that will keep you from getting those those um follow-up questions and it gets you more practice doing it another good way to practice is what we started doing in our virtual classes is we started. Doing um, an opening session of impromptu speaking every single time it gives it. So in the weekly sessions that we're doing, we are giving people the chance to kind of practice continually and on impromptu speaking because it is one of those things that folks tend to be a little bit um, hesitant to practice on their own. So it's, it's a, it's a fantastic um, controlled environment to do that. So So if you're interested in practicing your impromptu speaking techniques, make sure and join us for one of our virtual Fearless Presentations classes. And and thanks a lot for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.